Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. What's up? What's up? Hey, we're in a series called Becoming Human, and do you guys know the tagline about this series that we've been saying over and over again? You're most what when you're like what? Can anybody tell me? You're most human when you're like. Uh, you're most human when you're like? Yeah, God. So we're most human when we're most like God. Tonight what we're going to do is, you know, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now. Uh, we're most human when we're most like God, and, and Obviously, something happened to us that it's not natural for us to be like God. There's a little thing called sin. And so we talked a little bit about that our first week, describing what it means to be human. We had to overcome the obstacle of sin. And we didn't overcome that obstacle, but Jesus did. And because of our baptism, sin no more. We don't have to sin. We've, we've championed sin, you know, in a sense that Jesus has done that, that he has defeated that. And we can live in freedom to be fully ourselves, right? We don't have to be a cloned version, a robotic version, um, a different version than what we are built and designed to be. God has made us in his likeness and designed us for kingdom work. And so we are able to be fully ourselves. Mark talked about resting in God uh, through Psalm 23. And we're looking at the life of David on how to become human. And then last week, or was it two weeks ago? Last week, Last week, Levi talked about the power of God, right? And described how David displayed God's power. And ultimately, Jesus displays God's power through the cross and the feet of death and his resurrection. Tonight, what we're going to talk about, and this is something that all of us are stuck with, is, unfortunately, yeah, we are. We're stuck with each other, right? So tonight, we're going to talk about friendship. It's all about friendship. And what's a perfect night then on Valentine's Day to talk about how, how friendship really just blossoms, right? Right. I don't, is my mic on? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. So okay. we had a question for you guys. The question that we had for you that, to discuss in your groups is how would you define friendship? We want to hear from you. Are we going to test out the cue ball? No. We'll see. <laughs> they have no it's not going to work. No. It might work. But we want to hear from you guys. We're going to toss this ball around. It's a microphone. And we want you to be able to talk into it. And so if it doesn't work, then Kalisa is going to... Vanna White it. Vanna White it and move around with a, a microphone. So let's see if this thing works. So we want to hear from you guys. Oh. How would you... Define friendship. Hello. It might be working. Oh. Hey, it works. It? All right, let's toss it to a group. Let's toss it. Uh, here, I can toss it, I guess. I'm going to test it out. Oh, okay, well, you can bump it or spike it or whatever you want to do. How would you define friendship? Let's hear from a group. Okay, right here. You got to wait a second before you speak into the microphone. You got to put your mouth at it. Okay. How would you describe friendship? The flu is going around. One word or two words. You can do as many words as you want. Yeah, don't talk all night. Okay, go for it. Laughter. Yes. 
<laughs> and accountability. Laughter and accountability. Oh, awesome. Here we go. All right. Who wants to who wants to test this out? Okay, Matt. Nice, nice catch. Okay. All right. How would you define friendship? Loyalty, commitment. Ooh. Loyalty and commitment. That's okay. Good. I like that. Sweet. Okay. Let's go over here, senior guys. How would you define friendship? Oh, seriously, bro? You're, you're dropping the mic. You lost 10 million. Dylan Walker. Dylan Walker. That's just, that's how you define it. Aww. Dylan Walker. Okay, let's go. Or you want to throw it? Hold. I you can throw, throw it. it. Okay. Oh, this is an easy lob. Generosity and availability. Ooh, generosity and availability. One more. Generosity. Yeah, let's do one, one more. more. I want to throw, throw it, it like kind way of back far. there. Throw it to Joe. I don't know if Joe could catch, Joe, but he's in the corner. He might be able Joe, to. Just throw it to lights. Can I throw it to you? I can't really see. <laughs> Go for it. I don't. Can you throw that far? Oh gosh. Nice. Testing. Jesus. 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 Everybody, Jesus. give it up for Joe. That was. All right, we're done. You just, yeah, we can I mean, all go home. Yeah, we can just go. We can eat some Chick-fil-A. Okay, let's, who has the ball? Here we go. Toss it to me. Okay. Oh. Oh, gosh. There it is. There we go. Cool. All right. So, you know, when I think about friendship, I think about, actually, I just introduced my daughter to this movie uh, last week, and it's, you know, it's one of those classics. I don't know what you're going to say. You know, because we're friends. Oh. Ready? One, two, three. Buzz and Woody. Yep. Oh. I didn't say it. But we got Buzz and Woody. That, you know, when I think about friendship, I think of Toy Story. Buzz and Woody. Yeah. You know, uh, or... I think about what, a what classic. Think about? A classic. classic. Think superhero. Superhero. One, two, three. You guys say it. One, two, three. Batman and Robin. Yep. You got, <laughs> I don't know if they were on... That's like there. the creepiest picture of Batman and Robin ever. Yeah, I'm not sure... Our older folk, when's that, yeah. Is that anyway. like OG Batman? Or, or, um, this is probably your childhood, definitely not mine, yeah. but Spongebob and Patrick. Oh. That's a good duo. That's how he laughs. He goes, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay, and maybe one friendship that we'll see tonight. Hey, we'll see a friendship tonight. Right afterward, we'll be eating Chick-fil-A. It's from the office. What would you say? Ooh, close. Half, half right. It's, it's Jim and Dwight. Jim and Dwight. They're friends. <laughs> All right. You know, I've never seen The Office, so I'm excited. I'm Peyton's seen never seen The Office. Never seen The Office. Yeah, so. I, know. I don't know. I know. Okay, is this working? I feel like I'm going in and out. All right, so why are we talking about friendship? How many of you have a friend? Um, not real ones. Okay. <laughs> well, not real friends. Here's the deal we're talking about friendship because we believe that when we are becoming human, a part of being human is that you're in relationship, right? We're all created to have intimacy, and that doesn't only have to happen in a dating relationship or marriage, right? Naturally, we have friendships. So 
We want to talk about friendships tonight. Well, and, and that's the thing. We have a power to choose our friends, oh, right? That's true. So I think the question that we want to ask mm. you guys, and we're really interested in hearing from each table, okay? Maybe not each table, but a lot of you guys. How do you, okay, as a group, discuss... We're having technical difficulties. There oh, it is. Okay, here we go. All, All right. right. How do you choose Emily. friends? Here we go. Yeah, go I think just... so. Not too loud or not too close. Wait for it. Let me say it real quick. Be gentle. Oh, it's, it's, it's good. It's working. No, it's not. I swear. Okay. There we go. You're on. You're super nervous. Ready, go. Interest, personality, and approachability. Whoa. Interest, personality, and approachability. Okay. okay. You could, yeah, go ahead and throw Trifecta. it. Trifecta. Uh-oh. Throw it way back there. Throw it way back in the good. corner. She plays basketball. Just, yep, just go Literally. for it. Literally. Just anyone. go for it. Just throw it. Potato. Nice catch. I think it tore my sh- shoulder out. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that when you go to classes and you meet new people and just talk to them and find common interests. Okay, common interests. All right. That's Toss to somebody answer. else. All right, let's hear it. Um, we say honesty. Honesty. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You All right, got toss it over here. Watch out. Good job, Matt. Good catch. What I say should be based on what they look like. Should be based. Should be based on what they look like. No, 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 no. That's no, a good no. one, man. Great. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Wait. Hey. Hello. Hello. Okay. Hello. Oh, okay. I'm trying yeah. to say it. <laughs> What, what I'm saying is that it should be based upon behavior, how they act, you know? Okay, how they act. All right. Okay. Let's toss it over here. Let's go with sophomore boys over there. Right there. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, Watch out. I don't think they were ready. Good thing that's insulated, I guess. Yeah, not like spiky. Uh, I pray about it. Hey, pray about pray it. About how you choose it. friends? There he goes pray again, about Joe. <laughs> Guess we could be done now. Jesus and pray about it. All right, one more. I don't choose my friends. My friends choose me. Oh. Oh. I don't choose my friends. My friends choose me. I'm ready. Almost. Sounds about right. Okay. Okay, we'll come back to you guys after this. All right, cool. Don't worry. Don't worry. So... So we heard a lot of good answers, a lot of good answers. Yeah. One, one was prayer. That was good. You know, one was, it's based off of looks. That was probably not so yeah. good. Man. But here's the reality, okay? You guys, listen up. Listen up. All right. Listen up. All right. So when we choose friends, so often we know, you know, we know the right answers. We know, you know, the answers of like somebody that's honest, somebody that's loving, somebody that's caring. You know, somebody that um, their behavior, you know, dictates how we choose. Uh, but so often when we choose somebody or choose anything for that matter, wh- what, who are we most interested about or who are we looking after? We're looking after ourselves, right? Yeah. 
So, so often, you know, when we come into this, this friendship, this idea of what it means to be friends with somebody, it's really, unfortunately, it's, it tends to be about us. And so we look at a few different things. We're going to throw this up on the screen. You know, maybe it's this one. Uh, we choose popularity. You know, we choose popularity in a way that I want to be friends with people that are popular. I want to be friends with people that have a lot of friends, have a lot of influences. You know, so we see this a lot in social media. Unfortunately, it bombards us every single day. And so we choose, instead of choosing the friend that looks a certain way of maybe emulating something that we really want to see in ourselves, we choose popularity. What else do we choose, Peyton? Uh, I think sometimes we choose attractiveness, right? And not only just how you look physically, but like the persona of you, right? Like you're following people on Instagram and you're like, they look like their life is awesome. Like they have the perfect hair, they get to do fun stuff in the summer, right? It's more of who they are. Like I want to be friends with them because they're attractive. Their whole life is attractive. Yeah. I think for me, you know, when I was growing up, it was, I chose athleticism. I chose to be around the people that played the same sport as me, uh, were a part of the same group as me. And so, so often in my life, I would put down other people or even, even when I knew like this is the group that I needed to be with, I chose athleticism or I chose really popularity over uh, true friendship. Well, I'm a little embarrassed of this next one. (laughs) So I definitely chose like class clown. So quick story, third grade, my teacher's first name was Bunny. I thought that was the coolest thing. That has nothing to do with the story, but she voted for it, I guess, or like picked it. So me and this kid, Ryan, we like loved making people laugh and that's how we gained all of our friends, right? It was like, people want to be friends with me because I'm funny, and I want them to be friends with me, so I'm going to be funny. I'm going to go over and above who I normally am to get them to laugh. Third grade, trying so hard to get class clown for our class, I lost. But I tried. I tried to be funny. (laughs) And I got some friends, but it wasn't the best. I think think another one for me, we were actually just talking about this, is choosing materialism. So I choose, you know, maybe choosing over a good friendship, you're choosing somebody that has a lot of stuff. Um, When I was growing up, I had my best friend, Sean. He always had the latest gadget. He, his family had a lot of money. They owned a lot of property in our, in our uh, community. And I always wanted to be his friend because of the things that he had and his family had. And so I was choosing materialism over choosing a really healthy friendship. Yeah, gotta get that hoverboard, you know? <laughs> yeah, gotta get that iPhone 10. So, another one for me, when I was in high school, I was like terrible at math, like so bad. And I found myself choosing friends who were smart because I thought, oh, by association, I'll become smart or they'll let me cheat off their homework. And so half of my friends were, I was choosing them because of their intellect, because of their ability to do math equations that I wasn't able to do. And that's just not a good friendship. I'm using them for points. So these are examples, and you guys could probably think through ways in which you've done this before or ways that you're currently struggling with this. But at the end of the day, you know, we, again, are broken. 
and we're, we're, we're selfish in the sense of we're looking after me. You know, we're looking after us. And so we choose friends that serve our desires or our needs or our wants. Um, but, you know, I think obviously it doesn't have to be like that. And we learned that Jesus overcame that. And we're looking at the life of David to be able to see an example of how to do this the correct way, the biblical way, the, the way that we're intended to be. So another dynamic duo that we can pop on the screen is David and Jonathan. They're so lovely. Look at them. <laughs> I kind of wish we wore those outfits now. Looks comfy. So David and Jonathan, right? Number one example of friendship in the Bible. Let's talk about Jonathan for a little bit. Jonathan was the son of King Saul. So by circumstance, Jonathan had everything he could have asked for. He had comfort in a palace. He was in the army of Israel, so he fought against Philistines, and he was good at what he did. He was right next to the king. Like, if someone was messing with him, his dad was the king. Like, he had all the power that he needed, right? Well, we learned last week about David and Goliath. Someone was there that we didn't talk about, and it was Jonathan. And Jonathan sees this little kid, David, little teenager, and he sees him go up against this giant, and he's like, whoa, who would go up against a giant? Like, no one has fought Goliath. No one can win against him. And he's just yelling. He's scary. But he sees David go up against him, and he's like, I admire that. Not only that he would go and face someone that no one else wanted to face, but he did it because Goliath was cursing the name of God, right? So Jonathan sees David and he says, I admire that you would do that. I admire your courage to go up against someone. So they become friends. They hit it off. They become friends. And that got really loud. And so as we're going, as you're reading through 1 Samuel 18, you see that David is chosen to be king of Israel, right, after Saul. Saul didn't like that. Jonathan is Saul's son, and so he's like awkwardly caught in the middle of David going to be king, Saul being really upset at that and trying to kill him, right? So it's this back and forth. But every single time, Jonathan chose friendship. He's like, no, God has said that David is going to be king. So he talks to his dad and he's like, you can't kill him. And Saul's like, okay. And he tells David, Saul's not going to kill you. And David's like, whatever, he totally is. But every time Jonathan... When he could be like, okay, whatever. Whatever happens to David, like, I'm on my dad's side, right? Family ties are strong. But he chooses a friendship that he knows this guy is a man after God's own heart. He went up against Goliath. He is the next king of Israel to lead God's people well. And so he chooses that friendship. And not only does he just be, be friends with him, but he even, it even says that Jonathan gave David his sword. He gave him his belt that would carry his armor. He gave him his robe. So in a sense, Jonathan left every comfort that he had with his dad, and he gave that honor over to David because he believed that David was choosing God, and he wanted to be a part of that friendship. So that's an example of how God is shaping us and how he's forming us to be really a, a true friend. Okay, and, and the question that we want to throw to you guys right now is, what friends shape your life to love Jesus and serve others and how? So, 
So think about this. Think about the people that are in your life. Think about the people that are pointing you to Jesus, that are shaping and forming your life to look like Jesus and to serve others, to love others well, okay? Uh, go ahead and discuss that in your group. And then, and then how are they doing that, okay? Who wants the cue ball? Anyone? Yeah? Okay. I see a huge drink. I'm going to try not to hit it, okay? Ah! <laughs> Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got it. <laughs> I would have to choose my sister because she is older than me and she has more <laughs> experience okay. in the life of, like Yeah. Wisdom? Yeah. Perfect. Wise. I love that. Look. She's wise. She's, She's blushing. She's right next to her. She's embarrassed. Yeah. That's nice. That's great. All right. You can throw it back. Please throw be it careful. Oh, yes. Hey, got nice it. Nice catch. Okay. I was a little nervous there. So which friends, or you don't have to say specifics, but you can say how. Let's do a couple you. more. Who Not Joe. No. I know. No, Joe. No. He's going to say Jesus or something. stealing everything. Okay. Nice. So um, we say that we we say that we want to be like the people who are intellectual, so we can be smart. So I guess the friends that could shape our life to love Jesus are the ones who remind us of Jesus. Ooh, I like That's that. Good. That's awesome. All right, one more. One more. more. Uh, the senior guys wanted to wanted to do one. Yeah, earlier. earlier. So I'll just I'll just softball it over here. Somebody catch it. I'm nervous. No one's like, okay. There you go. Well, it's just on the table there. I guess I'll go. Thank you, Jake. Dylan, because he always keeps me accountable in my faith, and I know that I can come to him with anything. Nice. He'll give me the spiritual answer. Nice. Well, there's three things that we can find in the life of David and Jonathan that we can apply to our own friendships, right? Um, we want to go through these three things. Friends that shape my life to love Jesus and serve others are friends that commit. Um, Jonathan, uh, it says in 1 Samuel 18, 3, and Jonathan made a covenant uh, with David because he loved him as himself. A covenant was something that was a bond, that was, it was entrusted that they were going to be uh, together. They were going to be committed to one another. You know, it's one of those things that so often, you know, we see in, in all relationships. Um, marriage used to be a, a very sacred thing that, you know, people did not just bail. Um, yet in our society, it's, it's nothing to just peace out on a family. And you guys have experienced that, maybe in, individually experienced that, or have a friend that experienced that. And so often we treat all relationships that way, right? Like if I don't like you a certain day, you look at me a certain way, you don't have what really um, I need or I deserve at times, I feel like, then I'm going to bail on this relationship. And Jonathan, uh, David didn't have anything to offer Jonathan, not anything. He was a poor shepherd boy. Jonathan had it all. He was the son of a king. And yet Jonathan stuck committed to David. So commitment's a huge thing. It's, it's the foundation of a friendship. How else are we shaped 
to love Jesus and then to serve others. Friends uh, that champion one another. It says in, in the next verse in 18.4, it says, Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and he gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword and his bow and his belt. He gave him everything. He championed David to be a resemblance of royalty. Uh, Jonathan wanted David to look the part just as, as Jonathan did. And so he championed him. He encouraged him. How many times are we continually putting other people down so we can elevate ourselves, right? Too often. How many times have we gone through the, the course of a day with the mindset of, I'm just going to encourage everybody that comes in my way, especially the closest friends that I have. But so often we treat the people that are closest to us like garbage, right? And we diminish them and we despise uh, or put them in a way that really elevates ourselves in a, in a way that makes us feel good about us and yet treats the friendship kind of like crap. The last one is friends challenge. You talk about that accountability, Jake. You know, Jonathan says um, in chapter 20, verse 42, Jonathan said to David, whatever you want me to do, I'll do for you. And he was reminding David at this point, reminding David of who he was and who he is in God. He was keeping him accountable to the promises that God had made him and the truths that, that David understood about himself and about his mission, his, his, life, uh, his, his life in Christ, his life in God. Um, that God's will in his life was greater than, than anything. And Jonathan was keeping him accountable to that. How often do we lack commitment? How often do we lack champion somebody, encourage somebody? And then when it comes down to it, we want to keep somebody accountable. We want to make sure that we're staying on the right road, right path toward Jesus and loving others. We really can't because we haven't deposited those things in our friendships, right? We can't just jump to accountability, but accountability is a natural maturation of of championing somebody or, or committing to somebody, that we're going to do this together. David and Jonathan resembled some practical things that are in our lives every single day. We have friendships. And the challenge for us is to, to commit, is to champion, and then is to challenge or keep accountable in those friendships. So what we want to do right now is you guys are in tables and groups. We want to spend some time where you guys can pray over each other and pray for this within your friendships. So we'll go through the three C's and just have one person pray over it. So the first thing we're going to pray for is that your group, your friends become friends who are committed. So take some time to pray over that now. All right, now take some time to pray that your group would be people who champion each other, who encourage one another. And now pray that your group would be people who challenge one another to love Jesus more and to serve others. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com